Welcome to Good Girls Talk About Sex. I'm sex educator and sexual communication coach, Leah Carey, and this is a place to share conversations with all sorts of women about their experience of sexuality. These are unfiltered conversations between adult women talking about sex. If anything about the previous sentence offends you, turn back now. And if you're looking for a trigger warning, you're not going to get it from me. I believe that you are stronger than the trauma you have experienced. I have faith in your ability to deal with things that upset you. Sound good? Let's start the show. Hey, friends. The last couple solo shows have been all about oral sex. Do you enjoy going down on your partner? Do you swallow? And we're going to continue the trend today with the question, do you enjoy receiving oral sex? We're about to hear the answers of about 20 women from the extended Q&As. I want to remind you that the extended Q&As, along with other audio extras, are available at patreon.com. And as of July 2020, they are free. That means you can access them whether or not you're a financial contributor. So head over to patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex to get even more interview goodness. As a reminder, this is a change that I'm testing through October 2020. I decided to move from a you pay me to hear the audio extras model on Patreon to a you can listen to everything free on Patreon and support me if you want to model because I know that this material can be life changing for some people. It can even be life saving for women who are in abusive circumstances and experience these shows as a lifeline. But there are studies that show that people who have been the victims of abuse and assault under-earn their peers. And I don't know about you, but I meet remarkably few women who haven't at some point been abused and or assaulted. If I really want to serve all women and people who were socialized as little girls, a financial barrier to these audio segments no longer makes sense to me. And asking women who are in controlling or abusive relationships to put a charge on their credit card each month for something that screams female empowerment is a non-starter because it would just increase the danger that they're in. So for the next few months, audio extras are free. I'm still hosting the audio at Patreon because it's convenient. And because my material is marked as age 18 plus, you'll need to create a sign in to access my page. But once you're there, the audio extras and extended Q&As are openly accessible. With that said, this podcast is not free to produce. So I value the support I get from Patreon community members who are able to make a financial contribution. If my work is meaningful to you, and you have a few dollars to support it each month, I will gratefully accept. 
If you have more than a few dollars, consider donating extra in honor of other women who need this material but aren't in a position to contribute. I appreciate every one of you. Whether you're a client, a contributor, a social media follower, or a silent listener, I trust you to know what's right for you. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Now, back to the question at hand. Do you enjoy receiving oral sex? Quick spoiler alert, a majority of the answers in this segment are yes. I find it interesting that some of the answers are given with the words or the attitude of, of course. The unspoken follow-up is, and who wouldn't? This is something I hear a lot in my conversations about sex, but I rarely call it out because I don't want to break the flow of the specific conversation. But when it comes to sex, there is no, of course, who wouldn't? Every single act has people who love it and think it's the height of pleasure and people who absolutely despise it and never want to experience it again and everywhere in between. It's easy to assume that what our bodies enjoy must be enjoyable to all bodies. It's just not the case. So when you're talking to your friends about sex, I encourage you to take a pause before making an assumption about what all bodies enjoy, how all bodies respond, or the outcome of healing for all people. It's why you hear me saying things like, many people may experience X, but others may not. I want to make it really clear that whatever you experience is okay, and that you're welcome here, no matter what you experience. So here are a chorus of voices talking about whether they enjoy receiving oral sex. I'll be back with my answer in a few minutes. Absolutely. I love it. But there was a point <laughs> in time where I was very um, self-conscious about that. It's such a vulnerable kind of thing, you know, and an exchange. You know, this has been in probably the last five years I've been like, that is an ultimate for me. I love receiving oral sex. Big deal. Big deal. I do. I have to be turned on, though, because I tend, like, if I'm not really turned on, the shame stuff will come up pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Still, I'm like, um, like, do I deserve this? Are they enjoying themselves? Like, I can get really in my head. But if I'm already turned on, then I just, like, really love it. I do so much. So, so much. Yes. Not really. I don't know whether it's a control issue um, or if it's just he likes to watch me and I'm uncomfortable. It's too much focused attention. Absolutely, I do. Of course. <laughs> oh, 100%. Go down there all day long. <laughs> yes, stay down there as long as you want to, for sure. Or until I tell you to come up and fuck me now. <laughs> totally. Hells yes. I would say um, it happens almost every time we have sex. If it's done well, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating if it's done badly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating. <laughs> but if it's done well, yeah, count me in. I'm there. <laughs> yes, but I enjoy giving more so. It's not the feeling that I dislike. It's the being on me 
like the attention on me. Like I'd rather it be on you. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. It's like a requirement. Very much so. And what's nice is he enjoys giving it. Sometimes it depends. I definitely find for that I have to be in the mood. Yes, I do. That I've always liked. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a lot. Yes, sometimes. I think I used to really like it. And then I had a partner who didn't really like giving. So I just got used to not receiving. And now it's like when it happens, like my partner now loves, loves to give. And I often stop him. Absolutely. God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, let's do this. Um, and it is, like, I, I, gosh, I think about, like, when I was first starting out, and it was just so, it freaked me out so much. Like, what are you doing down there? Like, you know, thinking, like, do I smell okay? Like, does it t- how does that taste? Kind of, I freaked out a lot. I was very neurotic. It took me a long time to let go of that. And now it's just like, Man, if you ain't doing this, you better get the hell out of my face. Like, like <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I love receiving it. Yeah. Yes. Even now with dryness issues, that that can be pleasurable for you. Yeah. Um, depending on how I'm feeling, there's typically, you know, there we'll adjust what we're doing based on what does and doesn't feel good. But yeah, my partner's great about me like, oh, please don't go there right now. That's not working. I do now, even though um, I've always had, I've had actually pretty good lovers and my husband is sensational at oral sex. I actually found it so intense and very, very vulnerable. It took me many years to actually like relax enough to like really, really receive and enjoy it. Better now than I used to. Uh, Yeah. um, I still, I think I still get a little nervous about it. I get a lot of what ifs going through my brain. So it takes me a little bit to like chill the fuck out (laughs) about myself, you know. Um, But yeah, I enjoy it. My turn. And let me tell you right up front, this is hard for me. Oral sex is very hit or miss for me. And I think it's both a physical and an emotional slash mental thing. The very first time I experienced a tongue on my clit was with the same guy in college that I talked about a couple of weeks ago, who didn't want anyone to know that we were physically involved, even though I'm 99% sure that everyone knew. One night, we had gone out on something approaching an actual date, dinner and a show. I had planned the whole thing, and he didn't have to do anything but show up, but no matter. We had an amazing time. And when we got home, he pulled down my pants in the middle of the living room and put his tongue there. I look back at that relationship and see the patterns of addiction. I damaged relationships with friends and ignored other potential paramours in order to spend time with this man. I blew past my own morals and boundaries in order to get a few minutes of his attention. And most important, feeling his touch was like an electric hit that couldn't be matched by anything else. The more I had, the more I wanted, just like a drug. 
When he touched my skin, it lit up like fireworks. So when he put his tongue on my clit, I about jumped out of my skin with pleasure. He brought me to orgasm by just flicking my clit with his tongue. At 22, my orgasms were much easier to come by. (laughs) And then he sat up and moved away. There was no post-orgasm cuddling in these interactions. I don't remember the words he said, but I remember the feeling I had when he said them. It had been transactional. I had given him a really fun night, so he had given me my first experience of oral sex. After that night, I frequently asked him to use his tongue on me, but he always used it as a carrot. He would go down on me if I would go down on him, or if I would give him intercourse, or if I would do something else that I had already definitively said no to because I wasn't ready. I don't recall how many other times he went down on me, but it couldn't have been more than one or two in the nine months we were fooling around. And I knew it was a prize for having given him something in return. To me, it was the height of pleasure. To him, it was purely transactional. When I got involved in my first serious relationship a few years later, Receiving oral sex was a nightmare. I had been dreaming about this particular form of pleasure for so long. But when a different tongue was going down on me, it was completely different. The first guy's tongue had been dry and precise. The second guy's tongue was slobbery and all over the place. It felt gross and it was a total turnoff but he loved doing it, so I put up with it. I had read somewhere that if he turned sideways, it might feel better, so the opening of his mouth was parallel to the opening of my pussy lips, rather than perpendicular to them. So I suggested that to him. He tried it once, and it felt so much better. I made a big deal about how awesome it was. He said, oh, I'm going to remember that. And then he never did it again. Looking back with the grace of emotional distance, I think it was the result of him having a really bad memory. But at the time, and based on my first experience, I assumed that he too was using it as a transaction. He would use the technique he knew I liked only if but I couldn't figure out what the if was. And I was too scared to ask because I didn't really want to know what I would have to give up in order to get what I wanted. I grew resentful. Every time he went down on me, I would grit my teeth and suffer through it while also screaming inside my head, why don't you do it the way that works? Ever since... For the last 20 years, oral sex has been very hit or miss for me, and it's mostly a miss. My current partner enjoys giving oral sex, but he's sensitive enough to realize that I'm not into it. 
I'll invite him to do it once in a while when I'm feeling really centered and grounded. And he knows that I'm doing this for his benefit rather than my own enjoyment. And after not too long, I'll tell him I've had enough. He's gracious enough to stop, but I know that it frustrates him. One of the problems is that when he goes down there, I leave my body entirely. I start making grocery lists or thinking about TV shows, and I don't feel anything. So recently, I've been making a concerted effort to stay in my body, to focus on the sensation. And each time my mind wanders, to bring it back to the sensation. It still doesn't feel amazing to me, but at least when I do this, I feel something. I spent a lot of time psychoanalyzing myself on this subject. What I keep coming back to is the idea that back in college, my brain created a neural pathway labeled oral sex. That neural pathway connected pleasure to danger, distrust, and manipulation. And in a totally rational move to keep me safe, my brain shut that shit down. So if my brain won't allow me to feel pleasure, what's left? Feeling irritated, feeling dissatisfied, or feeling nothing at all. And on top of that, even if there's someone who wants to help me reroute that neural pathway, the first hit of that tongue-on-clit drug was so intense and pleasurable that I'm not sure anything will ever match it. So even if my head is in the game, it's waiting for a high that may never come again. I have to say, I've spent a lot of time sorting through all of these memories for this episode, and it's been really hard. I've cried a lot, but it's also been really helpful. And I've had several conversations with my partner, and we are coming up with some ideas for creating new neural pathways in my brain to connect oral sex to pleasure. I'll let you know if we have any success. Are you aching to explore new vistas of your sexuality? Do you hear me talk about concepts on this show and think, it makes sense, but I need help applying it to my situation? That's where personalized sex and intimacy coaching comes in. When you work with me, I promise to help you feel safe exploring your sexuality. Together, we'll look at your needs and desires without judgment, and help you figure out how to fulfill them. There's no single answer that's right for everyone. So I'm going to help you discover what's right for you. And we'll go at your pace. That's the pace that respects your emotional needs, your boundaries, and your nervous system. Because going too fast can send you into shutdown, while going too slow can be infuriating. The goal is to find what's right for you. I work with clients who are motivated to explore many different areas of sexuality, including things like expressing your sexual desires to current or future partners, 
exploring if you might be queer, challenging body image insecurity and sexual relationships, dipping your toes into BDSM or consensual non-monogamy, learning to date after a long time out of the dating pool, exploring sexuality for later in life virgins, and so much more. I want you to have a deeply fulfilling, intimate life, and together, we can help you get there. For more information and to schedule your free, no-obligation discovery call, visit leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. That's leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. For this week's Am I Normal question, we have a woman who is confused by her desire to be dominated in the bedroom. Am I normal? 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 Hi, Leah. I'm so glad you're doing this because I have a question I haven't been able to ask anyone. Am I normal? At work, I'm in charge. I'm, I've put in the time and the effort, and I've risen through the ranks to the top. I'm a highly respected executive managing a global team, and no one doubts my ability or authority. But when I get home, all that changes. All I want is for my husband to bend me over his knee, spank me, and tell me what a bad girl I am. <laughs> I fantasize about it all the time, but I can't ask him for this. He fell in love with my confidence. We have a really healthy sex life and have plenty of sex, but lately I can only get off with the idea of him spanking me. How can I be so in charge at work, but then so obsessed with the exact opposite in my sex life? I used to think it was just a harmless fantasy, but now I'm wondering if there really is something wrong with me. Am I normal? Dear listener, I think you would be surprised how often I hear variations of this question. I'm an independent, powerful, self-actualized woman, but when I get home, all I want is for my partner to take control and dominate me. Yes, you are completely normal. You, dear listener, are not alone, not by a long shot. In fact, it's such a common desire that it's a staple of porn and erotica, but you might not recognize it because the genders are usually reversed. The powerful businessman visits a dominatrix to be thoroughly used and humiliated before he gears up for another day at the office, ready to be in charge once again. Now, I'm not a scientist or a psychologist, so here is my layman's understanding of what's happening. Our brains are wired to release endorphins when something is pleasurable. Some people's brains experience things like being spanked or dominated as pleasurable and therefore release endorphins in response. There are lots of ideas and explanations for why this particular fantasy and activity holds such power, and it's probably different for every person. Here are a couple of common ones. 
If your fantasy is primarily focused on the experience of letting someone else be in charge by putting you over their knee and spanking you, your body and brain may be seeking a letdown from the experience of constantly being the one in control. When you are a highly capable person who is in charge and juggles a lot of things, it can be a relief to put everything down and just let someone else be in charge. It can feel delightful to give up all responsibility for thinking and acting and just feel for someone else to take the reins so you can relax into receiving. If your fantasy is primarily focused on the sensation of being spanked, your body and brain may be wired to experience intense sensation as pleasurable. To be clear, this does not mean that you are walking down the street hoping some random person will grab you and spank you. For some reason, that seems to be a pervasive mythology. You would probably experience that random grabbing and hitting as an assault and violation, just like someone else who doesn't have this particular kink. But within a safe and consensual environment, and with a proper warm-up, your brain turns sensation that might otherwise be unwelcome into pleasure. If your fantasy is really focused on the bad girl dirty talk while you're being spanked, your body and brain may be wired to experience a certain amount of degradation, humiliation, or objectification as erotic. This is a tendency on the masochistic spectrum. I use that word really guardedly because I know it can come with a lot of baggage. People may hear masochism and shy away from applying it to themselves because they think it means getting bullwhipped or other much more extreme activities. But masochism, just like everything else in sexuality, includes a broad spectrum of activities. Things you might think of as just rough sex or even playful, things like tickling or biting, can be included depending on the context. Now, I've given you three examples, and any one of them might be true, and multiple of them might be true at the same time. The next question then is, how do you bring this fantasy up with your partner? I've got a free download on my website that will lead you through the process, including scripts you can use to bring it up. It's called How to Propose a New Sexual Adventure to Your Lover, and you can get it at leahcarry.com forward slash new adventure. And that link is in the show notes. I'm really excited for you, and I hope you'll get back in touch to let us know how it goes. Do you have a question about your sex life or your desires? Call and leave a message at 720-GOOD-SEX. That's 720-GOOD-SEX. I'd love to answer it in an upcoming episode. This week, I'm happy to introduce you to Danny and Damika of Biracial Unicorns. I found them through their episode titled, Let's Talk About Sexualization, where they talk about the sexualization and objectification experienced by most women in this culture. 
Then they focus on the increased intensity experienced by women of color, including why the word exotic is so challenging. Here's a clip from that episode. There's sexualization of women, and then there's sexualization of women of color, which I think happens in a much different way than just generally. So if we're if we're looking at all women, their behaviors within society, the like being hollowed at, something that we didn't talk about was like an advertising rate. Women are used in advertising in sexual ways, almost always. Oh, yeah. Um, And so we talk about often, you know, sex cells or whatever. But what we really mean is like the sexualization of women cells. Not that men don't get sexualized, but they definitely don't get sexualized at the rates that women do. And so that's like general. But I think I think you're right in talking about the specific historical instance of a woman of color being sexualized so openly and so blatantly. That's what happens so often for all women of color, right? Because our bodies are shaped differently. And so curvy is seen as sexy, regardless of what you do with it, right? Like you're not trying to be sexy, but all of a sudden it's just seen as sexy. People who are mixed race, we have to occupy a weird space in between that, right? Uh I do. Well, no, no, I, I think you're completely right. Well, we even talked about it before of just like this, this, this idea of you get to kind of have it all a little bit of that, that, that allure of someone who is different, or I know our favorite word exotic, but even just like, if we think about like predominantly like uh, black women and Latina women, we look at shape. Then we think about, okay, scientifically, we're going to be drawn to fuller lips, rounder bottoms, you know, yada, yada, yada. And of course, then we look at more of a European shape, it looks a little bit different. So to me, I'm wondering if it's even just a physicality attraction to something physiologically, or if it's just because it's a contrast, it's just different. Then you look at, um, if you go more toward like Asian cultures, they're not necessarily known specifically for being curvy, and they're incredibly sexualized. Then I think they are because I think they tend to seem and appear a bit younger. And, and for that, I think that is, um, <laughs> that is a, a door I'm even afraid to open. That is the show Biracial Unicorns. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Biracial Unicorns and on Twitter at Biracial Magic. And all of those links will be in the show notes. That's it for today. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts Or if you're using another podcast app, go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash goodgirls. And remember, there's a treasure trove of audio extras available for free at Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash goodgirls talk about sex. While listening to those extras is free, producing this show is not. If my work is meaningful to you, and you have a few dollars to support it each month, I will gratefully accept your patronage at Patreon. I donate 10% of all Patreon proceeds to ARC Southeast, an organization that supports women in the Southeast United States to access reproductive services that are increasingly difficult to obtain. 
Find out more and become a community member at patreon.com forward slash good girls talk about sex. Show notes and transcripts for this episode are at goodgirlstalk.com. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Good Girls Talk for more sex positive content. If you have a question or comment about anything you've heard on the show, call and leave a message at 720-GOOD-SEX. Good Girls Talk About Sex is produced by me, Leah Carey, and edited by Gretchen Kilby. I have additional administrative support from Lara O'Connor and Maria Franco. Transcripts are produced by Jan Asiello. Before we go, I want to remind you that the things you may have heard about your sexuality aren't true. You are worthy. You are desirable. You are not broken. As your sex and intimacy coach, I will guide you in embracing the sexuality that is innately yours, no matter what it looks like. To set up your free discovery call, go to leahcarry.com forward slash coaching. Until next time, here's to your better sex life. <laughs>